This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Farmers are now depositors. My brother has been a banker for over 30 years, starting out as an ag loan officer and advancing to where he is now regional bank president in Minnesota. I asked him how their bank system's ag sector was doing Easter weekend, and I will quote him that their ag customers are now net depositors in their banks. He said that meant that the hike in interest rates seen has had little negative impact on their ag customers because as an entity, they were not borrowing much money. Now, obviously, there is an age demographic and operational component that goes into who fits into this category. Ag still borrows a lot of money to run the farms. However, I will go so far as to say that the farmers in general are in the strongest financial conditions than any time in my recollection of modern history. Sometimes a weak ag economy has fed into lower-priced commodities, and I'll also say that that will not be the case this time. Many farmers with old crop grain yet to sell at this point are not financially compelled to do so. There may yet be some desperate end-users who have to pay up for old crop to be able to reach new crop supply. I do not know why anyone would go out and sell discount new crop grain prices. If we have to sell for these lower new crop prices, then I will wait until we have to. Revenue crop insurance offers the first level of risk management. It protects equity. If we raise the big crop yields that USDA has figured into their projections, we will have more bushels to sell. That will help revenues by volume. With farmers mostly in the best cash position that they've ever been in in my 50 years experience, this is not yet shaping up to be an impending disaster. This strong cash position is one of the reasons that farmland prices have stabilized as they have at recent levels. One of the reasons that I sold my 2022 crops last December was that I did not see prices getting much better, and crop prices would have needed to improve to cover the cost of carry. Trading stored grain for cash reduces any need that there is to borrow, thus avoiding the sting of higher rates. So far, that has turned out as expected. Prices have not gone down much either, as end-users have to cover supply needs to reach new crop. Let them pay the cost of carry. We have good prices for our crops. Bankers say that farm leverage is as low as they've ever seen it, so the next problem that farmers will have to deal with is paying income taxes. We will tackle that subject in another report. It is also not to say that things cannot take a sudden turn for the worst. U.S. ag depends on exports, but China the most important. Geopolitical relations are deteriorating with China, enough to make Warren Buffett divest investments in both Chinese and Taiwanese assets, and the wrong moves could send markets south in a big way. China actually took Biden's ban of computer chips and computer chip-making equipment sales to them without any obvious retaliation better than expected. While the military conflict between China and Taiwan is unlikely, Buffett is attempting to steer clear of rising acrimony between China and the United States. He is now investing in Japan. So far, the ag trade has remained mostly separated from the geomuck that is going on between us and China. So far, is so good. The ag sector's lack of debt leverage offers some cushion to all types of shocks, but U.S. ag has no ability to do without the Chinese market. I do not think that they have the ability to go without our egg supply either. 
Federal Reserve Bank tightening is having its desired effect. The Consumer Price Index did soften last month as hoped. It came in at 5%, down a point from February, and the smallest gain since May of 21. However, it is still well above the 2.1% rate of the three years prior to the pandemic and the Fed's target of getting it down to 2%. Further, core inflation, that excludes energy and food categories, actually rose slightly in March to 5.6%. After nine hikes in the past year, the benchmark Fed funds rate is in a range of 475 to 5%. Historically, inflation isn't tamed until interest rates exceed that rate. That means that while in the right direction, the March data still points to another quarter point hike likely in May. Wholesale price inflation was up 2.7% in March. That was the mildest 12-month increase since January of 2021. Fed officials also believe that the banking industry's troubles that have been seen will likely lead to some weakening credit conditions later this year, slowing the economy further. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.